0: Attention! This is not legal advice. If you are experiencing a legal
1: emergency, contact an attorney or your local public defender's office. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of gin and justice.
0: justice hey i'm justine and i'm amanda welcome to another legal brief with jen and justice and guys we know that a majority of you listen on apple podcasts or itunes please go on there and leave us a review please (laughs) it helps us kind of get our stories out there more it helps us appear on any of like the apple charts or anything like that and so we would super appreciate if you would go and leave us a review we know that most of you are apple users if you have not done so go and leave us a review let us know how we're doing and then also, if you do that, screenshot it and email it to amanda at ginandjusticepodcast.com, and we will send you some free Gin and Justice merch. So I don't know why you guys aren't leaving reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, we do want to thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you follow us on all the socials. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of them. All of them. You'll have to ignore the last tiktok that we posted we were
1: drunk well i was
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was sober (laughs) but it was fun halloween's the best Yes, best holiday ever it's been a while since we brought you criminal justice reform news and so we have a bunch that we want to bring you today i'm
1: gonna do the highlights from the 2021 legislative session so, shout out to Ohio and Washington. They both passed laws requiring police to record interrogations, which is kind of crazy that that wasn't a thing before. Delaware also passed a similar law that's currently waiting for their governor's signature to go into effect. Come on, governor. Maryland passed a statute making police disciplinary records publicly available. Illinois banned the use of police deception during interrogations of children under the age of 18. Oh, which yeah, is we did talk about that Also crazy. Yeah,
0: we did talk about that one a little bit. I think they're the only state who's done so so far, Mm -hmm. although other states are starting to look at that.
1: Oregon is becoming the second state to make it illegal for police to lie about evidence, falsely promised leniency, and or use deception in any way to interrogate youths.
0: Yeah, so guys, Listen. When officers tell you to be honest and that they will uh, offer leniency, They're they lying. literally have no control over that. It is all up to the state attorney. And from what I have seen, I have clients who have given full confessions and cooperated and gave up cell phone passwords. Got and fucked. And yeah, and then, you know, the officers were saying, you know, we're going to let the state attorney know you're a lenient and... Yeah, and then they weren't. And so then my clients were not.
1: But the police said, but the police said, yeah. they lie.
0: Yeah, so ask for a lawyer. Don't answer their
1: questions. Yeah, just don't even talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> New Mexico eliminated qualified immunity. So, thank you, New Mexico. Virginia passed a law making closed criminal investigatory files publicly available. New Hampshire improved their existing post-conviction DNA testing law, including strengthening access to an attorney to help them secure DNA testing after being convicted.
0: Meanwhile, in Florida, Attorney General Ashley Moody is trying to prevent any type of DNA testing for somebody who's been incarcerated longer than 40 years.
1: Two people on death row. Yeah. Why wouldn't we test that DNA? Yeah. Before we kill people over it. Right. Ashley Moody? Yeah. Mm. Mm. West Virginia passed a law earlier this year creating a statutory mechanism for people who were convicted based on flawed or outdated science and forensics. That's good. Montana, Maryland, Idaho, and Rhode Island took major steps in the direction of passing compensation laws for the wrongfully convicted, which is so awesome because yeah, no ever. amount of money is going to give you the time that was taken from you back. Right. Right you should get paid.
0: Yeah, not every state has that, Mm -hmm. which is crazy.
1: Montana and Maryland actually are working to increase their compensation. Minnesota, Oregon, and Connecticut all adopted important measures to prevent prosecutorial misconduct. That's good. Minnesota also passed a law to track and regulate the use of jail informants. Oregon passed a law to improve its discovery framework, expanding the obligation of the district attorney's office to provide exculpatory evidence to those that are accused of crimes. Also, Connecticut made significant improvements to their system. Maryland just enacted a historical law preventing the misuse of genetic information.
0: Oh, about like the, the databases genealogy. and stuff?
1: hmm
0: Oh, so I like, was wondering when that was gonna start happening. Yeah. Yeah. If
1: you out here committing crimes, don't let your mom get her DNA tested. <laughs> um, but it can be
0: from like really distant relatives too. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, very crazy.
1: And we talked about this one, but it's the best one of the year. Virginia abolished the death penalty. I
0: know, that's so great. So,
1: that's all the good news I have.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> So I have some news from the state of Michigan. They enacted some huge jail reforms, landmark jail reforms. They basically were finding that their incarcerated population of the jails was humongous, and a lot of it was nonviolent offenses. And so they enacted quite a few different things. So uh, a lot of the resulting reforms took away driver's license suspensions as penalties unless it's an offense actually related to driving like Mm -hmm. a DUI. And they increased the use of citations in lieu of arrest for any nonviolent misdemeanors. And they also reduced the use of jail time for many nonviolent offenses. That's good. Yes. So um, some of the legislation actually expanded the officer's discretion to use citations for all but the most serious misdemeanors, which I'm assuming is like DUI and domestic violence, also reduces the use of warrants to bring people to court. And instead, they'll do like a notice to appear, which we talked about in our arraignment legal brief. If you are not sure what that is, go back and listen to that one. And then it also allows people who have warrants for less than a year for misdemeanors or low-level offenses to show up at the courthouse and ask for a new court date or be arraigned. Instead of having to be arrested, that's awesome. They also are requiring the use of non-jail and non-probation sentencing, such as community service or classes, fines, and that's kind of going to be the default sentencing instead of jail or probation, which is amazing. It also raises the age of eligibility for the youthful offender uh, type laws. From 23 to 25, which is awesome. I feel like that's about when you stop being a juvenile. Yeah. (laughs) Really. And then also it eliminates mandatory minimum jail sentences for certain offenses such as um, the Vehicle Code, School Code, Public Health Code, Railroad Code, and Natural Resources Environmental Protection Act, which I feel like you shouldn't be getting jail for those anyways. But apparently there were some mandatory minimums in place. It also reduces the maximum probation term for most felonies to three years. Uh, Sometimes they'll allow up to five. So, and the goal behind that, I guess, is to make sure people aren't stuck on probation for longer than normal, Mm. or longer than is necessary. you know
1: the way it is now. It's designed to have you fail and stay on forever. Yeah, keep paying the man every yes. month.
0: Well, and then the another rest of your life.
1: Yeah, you never and get out of a hole.
0: <laughs> and then another thing that they enacted is to establish criteria to kind of encourage people to finish probation early. So. Um, And they can actually get off early instead of being stuck on it. That's really awesome. Yep. And then also limits uh, arresting people for technical violations on probation. So, um, you know, you're not home at a certain time or you have a dirty urine or whatever. So for our listeners, a probation violation, a technical violation is any violation other than picking up a new law offense. And a new law offense is when you are arrested for a new crime or you're alleged to have committed a new crime, that it's also a violation of probation. You're not supposed to be committing crimes while you're on proba- probation. I
1: didn't think you're supposed to be committing crimes. Well, yes. So,
0: yeah. So anything besides a new law offense is a technical violation. So they are limiting arresting people on those types of violations of probation. And then also, um, you know, as I kind of mentioned, they eliminated driver's license suspensions for multiple things, including failure to appear in court. Um, and then other things that are unrelated to driving. And then it also takes some misdemeanor driving offenses and reclassifies them to citations. So that it's not a crime. So I'm imagining probably like driving on suspended license Mm -hmm. charges, things of that nature, are going to be civil infractions instead. Nice. So those are all from the state of Michigan. They did that in an effort to reduce their jail population. And I imagine if it starts to work out well, which I'm guessing it will. that maybe other states will start to mirror that. One of my favorite criminal justice reform news that has popped up recently, I wanted to bring it up a couple weeks ago, but we obviously have been focusing on the death penalty, so um, I did not visit it. But California, Senate Bill 37, which was signed into law, ends mandatory minimums for non-violent drug crimes yeah so and it starts it starts to take effect on january 1st 2022
1: now, yeah, what about all the people that are stuck in the prisons? Well, the minimums? I
0: don't know if it has a retroactive effect. And for our listeners, retroactive means that it goes backwards. I think we talked about yeah, that in one of too. our episodes, but so not to be redundant, but I don't know if it has retroactive effect. I would imagine if it doesn't, the legislator will probably create a new one pretty quick or people will start um, requesting noise. some poke, post-conviction relief and seeing if they can get into court to argue that it should apply to them. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. And so it actually was a huge push, as a result of a huge push from FAM. So families that. against mandatory minimums. So yeah, so that's really awesome. That's my criminal justice news. So yeah, it's been been a week.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been a month.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been <laughs> it's definitely been a month. I um. You know, I was thinking about a lot of our wrongfully convicted people, and one of the things that I was thinking about was when we hear about these wrongful conviction cases, and uh, we hear about public defenders and paid attorneys. I got to thinking that public defenders are kind of like pit bulls; like they're very loyal and they're actually very good. They got a bad rap, but you only hear about the bad ones, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like. With pit bulls, you know, if there's ever, like, a dog attack or a pit bull does something wrong, the headline will straight up say that. Pit bull, malls, whatever, Mm -hmm. person. But if it's any other type of dog, it will literally not be listed. It's never going to say German Shepherd malls person or, you know, and so it's, like, the same thing with court-appointed attorneys, I feel like, is you'll hear about the bad ones and then you... So they kind of have this like stigma
1: of when really they are fighting harder yeah. for more people that can't afford yeah. to pay them what they're worth.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I just wanted I was shout thinking out about to public that. defenders. <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing some really hard work. And then also I just wanted to do a quick shout out. We yeah. got some fan mail from France, which is super cool so cool um it was really nice to hear so shout out to hanan and i really hope i'm pronouncing that right please correct me if i'm wrong but we super enjoyed your email and we couldn't even believe we have a listener in france that reached out to us so feel free to write us emails guys we would love hearing from you guys and
1: yeah so write us emails amanda at Gin
0: and, and justine at ginandjusticepodcast.com And uh, we are adjourned. We'll see you next time on Gin and Justice. All editing for Gin and Justice done by Gin and Justice Podcast. Artwork by Justin
1: Cardone. Photography by Kimber Schwaeke.
0: We'll see you next time on Gin and Justice.